Jen, welcome to Feel Good Sports. It's been a while. It's been such a long time. Good to be back. It is good to be back. And do you know what? Circumstances around being back. Pretty lovely. The first match of the Ashes kicking off yesterday. It's the one-off test at Trent Bridge. So exciting. As you said, it's it's because of the format that the women play, which I love this format and I actually would love to see the men attempt this format as well just to see because you go the test match into and then into the white ball two format. So you've got one day cricket and you've got T20 cricket and then the point system collates the Ashes winner. Yeah. And the test match this year is going to have this huge advantage because it's five days for the first time ever. Yeah. You would think... A result will come, so one team will get four points, and then they'll go into it's two points for every one day and and white ball fixture game. So there's a huge huge carrot for playing cricket that puts you in a potential to win the game, and both teams want it bad. Yeah, I would you like to see more tests in the Ashes series I for would. the women? I would, but I think this was a little battle won in. Let's get it to five days. Yeah. Yeah, I I think having a five-day test is really exciting. I think we are all pretty sick of having draws over the four-day test. So hopefully this time around we'll see a winner. I've said previously, I I actually, Australia have been so dominant for so, so long, I wouldn't be devastated to see them doused as long as we get a, a winner out of it. Yeah. If, if England can beat Australia in five days, power to them. I want to see Australia win, obviously, but I just could not bear another draw. <laughs> I, I, I'm very similar. I can't do another draw. I know that there could be circumstances that you and I can't control. What if it does rain for the next four days straight? You know, I'll have to wear that. That's, that's different than the surface or the outfield or the lack of one extra day preventing a result. Yeah, yeah. you want it, the possibility to be there. Yeah. Let's talk about the series overall before we drill down into okay. the specifics of the test, having literally just had that little rant about five versus four day tests. Mm. Rant over. How is how's it looking for this series from your perspective? I'm excited for the series and I also feel it is a series that I think England have an opportunity to get Australia. Tell me why. <laughs> it's it's hard to – I can't quite gather my thoughts as to why, whether it's just a deep-seated gut feeling that maybe just maybe Australia are at this point where there's almost a bit of winning fatigue. Is it to do with the fact that the last time Australia dropped a match, Meg Lanning was not playing? <laughs> Could be. And it, so it's like there's just circumstances that go, well, they've had to stay up for so long. Yeah. And they have and they continue to find a way. And a lot of me goes, they will continue to find a way here. I will not be surprised if Australia oh, take 100%. this out. Not surprised at all. I just feel like this is the best chance for England to do it. It's at home. It's in their conditions. The ticket sales have been phenomenal. The engagement is great. There's this huge excitement about both the, the mashes and the washes. Yeah. And... So if anything, there's this surge that goes, it might just be enough that England can ride that wave and topple us. Yeah. They've got some great talents in their team. I think they've kind of benefited from a couple of 
I, it's sad to say it because we've seen some absolute legends retire from the English squad over the last year. But I do think it frees up those spots for some young guns. So mm. Filer took two wickets um, in the first day of the test and she's brand new and she wouldn't have that spot if Catherine Brunt had that spot. So, sorry, Catherine Siverbrunt had that spot. They have fresh blood and the fresh blood has been waiting for a long time to come through. I think there are a lot of um, women in that side who are out to prove themselves, particularly because there weren't heaps of English players in the IPL. There, there are lots of players who deserve big spots in the WBBL, which will have a draft this year, and the IPL. So I think it's not just that they're playing for their spot in England, which is the pinnacle, but they're also proving themselves on a world stage because the Ashes has become a world stage for the women now. Oh, 100%. It's it's a huge fixture for international cricket and you know it's one of those moments where other countries, say South Africa, would look at and go, I wish we had that. I wish we had that thing in our calendar that was as big as what the Ashes are between these two countries. Yeah. So let's let's jump into the test specifically. We've had a day of play. Mm-hmm. Australia batted, England bowled. Both skippers said that they got what they wanted to do. Good for them. Good oh, for her. I love that for them. <laughs> I, I think England maybe thought there would have been a bit more in it. First day, you know, maybe it would move and seam around a little bit more. I think by the end of the day's play, seven for 328 Australia, that's a really good first innings total with more runs hopefully still to be scored. So if they can get up 450, I mean, that's still a long way to go, but if they can get up over 400 and get to 450 and bat into to, into day two for a fair bit, Australia can be really well placed because either way, England are behind the game now. 100%. And Annabelle Sutherland is, current, like, is still in and she has some – she scored two tons in the WNCL season. She has it in her for sure. She needs gonna, King to stick around. And then there's Kim Garth and Darcy Brown. Yeah. So I'm going to have a quick rundown Go. Of, of the scoreboard because I do the scorecard. So because I do think it's interesting. So Beth Mooney and Phoebe Litchfield kicking off as openers, two left-handers. Yeah, so different. Healy having now dropped right back down into the middle order. So instead of the left-hand, right-hand combination, um, obviously no Rachel Haynes that's been another player at the top left-hander as well. Litchfield on debut, we all knew it was coming. She got the baggy green, got handed it off um, by Alex Blackwell and she played some shots that you just go, I can't wait to continue to have the joy of watching this player play cricket. Yeah. She only made 23, but she made that 23 off 32. Yeah. She so, made, a, made an error. LBW left left the ball, cannoned into her pads. We all know because of technology, if she'd reviewed it, it would have been overturned. Yeah. But I can totally understand why she was like, oh, I am plum LBW. Yeah, for sure. So Beth Mooney, 33 off 57. Phoebe Litchfield, 23 off 32. Um, here's the player that everyone's got eyes on all the time because it's Elise Perry, 99 off 153. She was asked after the match if she was disappointed. It's a number and one that we talk about a lot in cricket, but sometimes things just go that way. Um, It's hard to be disappointed. I think it was nice to contribute. There's just not really much to dwell on there. It's just like any other time you get out. It's a bit of a bummer, but gosh, the game definitely goes on and life goes on for sure. That was audio from ABC Sport. 
I think that's just her maturity. She's got to be the most experienced cricketer on that pitch at this stage, hey? It's quite incredible. I mean, the humility that she continues to show when she speaks about her own performances and the team's performances and her career, there's just... She's she's still got years. She's still got years in her and she is already one of the greatest superstars of the game. Yeah. 100%. So 99 off 153 for Pez, 61 off 83 for Talia McGrath. It's not a bad return. Mm -hmm. Jess Jonathan, only 11 off 30. Sneaking in. 170-odd, wasn't she, off in that Australia A game that she played in? I was still really surprised when I saw JJ come in. At number five. So I wonder whether because of Perry and McGrath's partnership had Healy sort of just had that sometimes when you sit in the dugout for that long you say to someone else who's maybe the next in line or a couple down I'm gonna take my pads off I need a break and they make a decision that way I don't know whether it was always definitive that JJ was going to bat there yeah obviously she was in some form Um, it didn't pay off in this instance but yeah came in in the middle order highest she's ever batted for Australia in a test match yeah I was sad because I went to I went to sleep when she was on 11 and then I came and had a look at the scorecard in the morning and she got out on 11. <laughs> got it. Anyway, Elisa Healy. This is the one that I always get stuck on because it's a love a love despair situation for me and Midge. A dark. Yeah. Look, she's up against Sophie Eccleston, who is the perfect bowler to have to start against Healy. Yeah. So her coming down the middle order and the fact that yeah, Eccleston had just taken the wicket of JJ Healy walks out. It was the it was you couldn't have scripted it better for England. The ultimate player to be bowling against Healy, she just plays inside the line and gets bowled. The coolest thing is not cool in Healy's sense, but this was pointed out by Crick Info. I love the work that they do. So Healy's last three Test innings are all ducks. First innings against England in 2022 was a duck. Second England, second innings versus England in 2022 was a duck off two balls. First innings right now, a duck. That is a unique collection. That does not happen very often. If so she's on like a double king pair. <laughs> if you're the English test squad, you've got to be looking at Elisa Healy and being like, oh, we've got this down. This crowd will be hoping that she bats in the second innings because they will have written some form of song that will be all I about the so. fourth if duck. If they haven't, I'll be, I'll be a bit sad about it. <laughs> Four ducks. Ashley Gardner, 40 off 76. And we've got 30, Annabelle Sutherland still in on 39 and Alana King still in on seven. Annabelle Sutherland has plenty of batting capacity and Alana King definitely has the ability to stick with her yeah. and make her shots too. She's she's no shirk with the bat, Alana King. And Kim Garth can hold the bat as well. Darcy Brown, much less so. Yeah. <clears throat> so there, the tale is effectively in England will go overnight they'll come back and they'll review and they say right we need to make sure we're getting Sutherland off strike as much as possible bowling as many balls as possible to King Garth and Brown and wrap this up as quick as we can team yeah so let's let's have a think about in terms of England's bowling you've had a look at the highlights I have only had a look at the scorecard and what I watched last night Tell me what you like about England's bowling lineup. It's changed a lot is since it really, the last test. It's definitely different. You know, Kate Cross is the the leading senior head bowling now. Mm. Uh, she was she was pretty good um, in and there and abouts and always sort of asks questions. Does Kate Cross doesn't bowl with a you know elite pace? But Bell and and Filer the two newer to the English setup. Just definitely Filer brand new. 
it's just a bit of height to them, so the trajectory bounces a tall. bit different. Yeah, you know, they've, there's obviously something about the way they bowl that's keeping like an a, an Izzy Wong out of the lineup. Mm. Maybe her sort of temperament and her style suits white ball cricket a bit more at the moment. Sure. Siva Brunt, Nat Siva Brunt, only bowled the five overs so far in a day yeah. that had 85. You would think that she would bowl more than that. So it does say a lot that they've got this crop of players in Bell and Fala. You've bowled sure. 14 each. That. With relatively good return, they've both taken a wicket. Yep. Uh, Bell took one and Filer took two. Eccleston obviously oh, is the, the workhorse of that bowling lineup. 31 overs in the day for her. That's a big load. Uh, three wickets and, and her economy rate, again, it, she's just it's so outrageous. hard to score off. Two, basically two runs and over that she How goes at. How dare she? <laughs> she's so great and such a good sport as well. So Such a fun, dynamic personality. I kind of think that England we have talked before about the fact that we do not we've not taken a a big shine to the English squad of the last couple of years in terms of the personality and the culture that we can see as as spectators do you think that's going to change I do I think purely because there is a shifting of of the guard in them yeah um you know Sophia Dunkley plays cricket with a smile on her face we see a lot of Eccleston. cheekiness from Eccleston. And she is just so competitive. So we used to see the competitiveness in Catherine Siverbrunt and in Anna Shrubsole, but they're much more almost Very serious. aggressively serious competitive. Yeah, thunder faces. Yeah, <laughs> thunder faces. Whereas Eccleston will turn around on her mark and have a solid cheeky grin. Yeah. Um, Which is almost more unsettling to me. Yeah, so. and Kate Cross is a, is a pretty smiley bowler as well. Mm. She's she's she has her moments for sure, but I think I I reckon that there is a change in that culture, and per- perhaps they have the arsenal and the youth at the moment to to know that they have a really good shot at pushing the Australian juggernaut off that top I hope so rung. because they, they need to. I'm not saying I hope Australia get knocked off the top rung. I don't. I just love nothing more it's than be, when you're challenged. You want the competition. Yeah. All right, let's have a – so we've got four more days we of do. red ball cricket, which is so blinking exciting. There's one more other little fact okay. with it for the English side. Danny Wyatt, a name that we've known – for years. Absolutely. Made her test debut. I think she's played over 250 white I'm ball sorry. games of cricket. Did you just say that Danny Wyatt just made her test debut? Uh-huh. Okay. So if you're new to this podcast, you should know that I only came into the world of women's sports a couple of years ago when I actually met Jenny. And so my entire experience of Danny Wyatt is her dominance as a white ball batter. I've seen her play in the WBBL. She's fantastic. I assumed that she made her test debut many moons ago. No. Oh. She's always been pigeonholed into white ball cricket I only. I love a, Danny Wyatt. It's and a great I'm little so piece pleased. of it. I, I had missed that yeah. fact. Congratulations, Danny Wyatt. We're loving it. Um, what do you think of our de- debutantes in Litchfield and Garth? How do you think they'll go? A big fan of Litchfield. Have already seen stuff that we know she's going to be successful. Garth, look, in many ways, you've just got to take your hat off to her to say, you took the punt of being the best player in your entire country in Ireland. Yeah. Where, you know, and just ditching them. And changing you. <laughs> just being like, screw you guys. <laughs> I deserve superstardom in Australia. And, and just, I don't think she went that way. And also that's not what she sounds like at all. 
<laughs> but my Irish accent isn't solid enough. But you know, shifting her entire life um, over to Australia, taking a punt that you know she thinks, I believe I can be good enough to serve out the time you need to serve to become selectable, and then has made herself selectable. She she's really kept has. Out, you know, a shooter doesn't make the side. Probably will be more of a white ball cricketer. Loki pointing out that shooter does have a knee niggle. True. True. Need to definitely manage her. Garth, um, from what we're hearing, has been getting the Duke ball to do things. Again, an- she's another fiery character, steps yeah. across the line and is – so for her adopted country, she's making her debut. So you've got to stop and sometimes go, she's had good a, on you. She's had a ridiculous What a journey. Year. Her, her WNCL um, season was great. She did great things in the IPL over in India. So it's not a surprise that Mm. we're seeing her um, selected for the Ashes and as well for the Test. Really interested to see what she can what she can do when she steps ball um, in hand. I'm I'm keen to see it. The the Darcy Brown Kim Garth opening duo. Let's see. Let's see how it goes. Let's do it. And Alana King keeps Georgia Wareham out of the side. Of course she does. Alana King's our girl. Little scorcher. Anyone, you cannot watch Alana King bowl. You cannot watch her on a cricket pitch. You can't be near her and not adore her. She's freaking wonderful. She's all the personality and she, she as you said, of, of all of the bowlers who have tried to emulate Shane Warne, she does have a little bit of his action. And I think Australians, well, people who love cricket everywhere, watch her bowl and go, I love that. Bit of that feels nostalgic. Yep. Okay. The Ashes, we're really excited. We'll be probably wrapping up the test with uh, an episode next week before we jump into white ball cricket. Before we go, let's talk about the fact that the countdown is on to the FIFA Women's World Cup in Australia and New Zealand. The squads have been announced. Jen, when you think about it, do you get butterflies? I do. Same. It takes me back to the moment that I stood outside the MCG queuing up to get into that T20 final in 2020, March 2020, and I was like, I'm in a queue to go and watch women's cricket. It's and I had tears in my eyes. And, and I've seen ticket sales. There's sellouts in our hometown in Perth, which Australia are not playing in, gutted. There's sellouts. Yeah. But you can just not get tickets to the first three games in Perth now, I think. It's a buzz. So it's incredible. If you want tickets to the FIFA Women's World Cup – in any city in Australia or New Zealand where they are playing, which is all of the capital cities, um, you really need to get tickets right now because if you don't, you are going to miss out. The superstars of the game will be coming. All of the nations have announced their squads at this stage. The USA announced their squad yesterday at time of recording. It's 27 days away. 27 27 days. days. The first match is going to be – the first two matches are going to be on the 20th of July – Australia will be playing Ireland. It's going to be huge. And do you know what? If you're an Australian and you love sports, you need to get out there and support not not just the Matildas. You need to support football in Australia, soccer, that is, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> because if we want to be a nation that gets to hold events like this, we need to turn up for them. I totally agree. And do you know what? I... Seeing the ticket sales just makes my heart so warm. I'm really pleased. Do you know what, though? What? I can't go to any of the matches. No, because you are. Because I'm moving out of the city to the country. We're not ready to talk about that. 
Okay. <laughs> There's one other really cool thing with the World Cup. Yes. Okay. EA Sports is always like a big part of football. The, you know, the yes, game EA that comes Sports out. that make the FIFA game. The FIFA game. Obviously, it was a huge moment when Sam Kerr featured on the Global Edition. Absolutely. Cover. Global Edition. They are releasing an edition, an update that's World Cup, Women's a World, World Cup specific. A World Cup edition. And guess who is fronting the marketing for that? You know who? It's our girl, Sam I Kerr. Mean, she's part of Lego. Yeah, oh, It's oh. just, uh, the world just gets it. Look, well done. man, we, <laughs> is there a Sam Kerr fan club and why aren't we in it already? <laughs> okay, we really need to wrap up. We've got actual work to do. do. So until next time. Later. Later.